Check one, check two. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Let's see if I'm rolling. It's the first time I've done a, uh, a stream without the keyboard. I'm using the keyboard case because today we talked to Dave Smith, who just had a child. And um, let me see the, I, I, I wrote a little blurb about him. Um, Dave Smith is a good friend and an incredible thinker and a comic who hosts part of the problem and has been on all those BS news shows that I don't watch. Like he's been on CNN and all that stuff. He's wicked smart. Uh, get his self-produced special Libertas available at iTunes or GaslightDigital.com with uh, Louis J. Gomez and all those guys are just phenomenal human beings. Um, uh, Legion of Skanks. In this upside down world that we're now a part of, uh, guys that are on the podcast, Legions of Skanks are ethically good people and uh, do a really good job. So that's hilarious. Uh, this dude, this is a dude who doesn't blink at the exploration of truth. That's one of my favorite things about uh, Dave. When we disagree, he doesn't look scared or angry. He looks excited that he may get new info. And if he's wrong, he can't wait to know he was wrong and then be right. And if he's right, he can't wait to mentally destroy me. And those are the type of people I really, really, really like in my life. Um, he's also a Jew with the last name Smith, so he obviously can't be trusted. Uh, hit like and share this right now. But the main reason I want to uh, talk to him is he just became a dad. And I watched his process on his podcast. is very similar to my process of having a pregnant wife and dealing with the fact that abortion is, uh, it, if nothing else, amoral. If nothing else, it's, uh, it's, it's killing it. I mean, listen, I'm very against it, but I don't want to put words in his mouth. But seeing him wrestle that because he's a... Uh, Hardcore and cap libertarian type. Don't tell me how to live my life guy. And I've always loved that about him. But when you see that heartbeat and you realize all the indoctrination that you've been given and watching him struggle with um, his previous thought that, you know, who's to tell someone that you can't like murder anyone? Uh, he's not that far, but it, it was very cathartic because I experienced a similar thing where if you're against abortion in the comedy world or the entertainment world or any of these nonsense wizard uh, professions that I found myself in, uh, you're, you're blackballed to a degree that you can't imagine. I mean, it's weird, the topics. Uh, I've gotten so much uh, pushback on, on, on my moon landing hoax theory from friends, family, people that tell me they're worried about me, all this stuff. Guys, it's... The fact that that drives people that crazy or the fact that uh, thinking that Stopping the heartbeat of an unborn child is somehow um, uh, not the greatest thing in the world. It, it, it boggles my mind. And that's one reason why I'll never um, stop speaking what I believe to be absolute truth is because if not, I'm lost. I am a lost dude. So I know I don't have the keyboard here, but it is government shutdown time. And just if you do honest jokes, if you give it your, uh, your all, your perspective, the beauty of a good joke is it never dies because it's always going to be true. Ah, that was amazing. What part of my pipe fell off? Uh, the shutdown, the shutdown not that long ago, 10 months. I made this, this 10 months ago and, uh, and you could play it today and it's just like the normal government shutdown. So here's this song and then I will call uh, Dave Smith.
Let me uh, play this for you guys. Shutdown time with no federal government. Who will tap our phones? Shutdown time. One last call to build the wall and send all the illegals home. With no federal government, who tears down the monuments? Will TSA still fondle my balls? By the way, I wrote this with the bears. No more fake entitlements. Feel free to keep your armaments. They can't hurt us anymore. I know who loves to bitch and moan. I know who wants to raid my home. I know who wants to block my kids' hormones and launch some drones. Shut down time. Who will sell uranium to Putin and some more to Iran? Shut down time. Feds don't care about opioids. Vet suicides unless they are trans. <laughs> that was a real thing. Shut down time. Buffalo and Yellowstone are going unprotected tonight. <laughs> Shut down time. More soy for all the boys, so they have low tea and they cannot fight, fight. I know who wants to raid my home. I know who has closets full of bones. I know who loves to tap our phones and block our kids' homes. Closing time Every Great Depression comes from governments that overspend Alright Don't threaten us with a good time, federal government See you later and Don't you come back I missed that, Hal. I, that was a good time in our lives, wasn't it? The Bears back in those days uh, in Saranac Lake. That, 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 was a good, that was a good run we had there until I was uh, chased out with pitchforks. Uh, Sargon of Akkad just released a video that I highly recommend you guys listen to. It's both hilarious and terrifying. Uh, Matt Christensen, a buddy of mine, great guy, great podcast. He, uh, he had a conversation with Patreon, and Patreon was like, you can't record this conversation. And he was like, oh, I won't. And then he transcribed the entire conversation and Sargon acted it out with like a funny voice. Um, it's crazy how, how evil this, these people are. But here's the thing though, don't bail on your creators. I, I, I totally get if you do out of principle and I respect that in a certain way, but all you're doing is screwing over the, uh, the people you support because they're really, there's no good one. And let me tell you something about Patreon. I think... I'm going to talk to Dave about this. I face all this stuff like a year before everyone else. I tell everyone, I figure out how to beat them. And then by the time it happens, everyone acts super surprised. Patreon tried to kick me off, if you guys don't uh, recall, 
uh, 10 months ago, a lot of bears wrote letters. I made a video saying the CEO of Patreon is a liar. I used clips of him with his name on the Rubin Report. I, I put up the, the what they wrote me. I proved he was a liar, and they backed right off. Because the way cowards operate is they uh, have anonymity. If you, you have to say them by name. You have to prove they did something wrong and publicly point. Sheepishly backtracking. I mean, this woman admits that like there was nothing Milo could have done to not get banned. And there's no rules at all. You know, and it's all personal. It's all personal decisions. They're not even from people complaining. It's all in-house. It's, uh, it's truly insane. But I've been telling you guys that for a while. Uh, if, you, if you want a little time travel ahead of time, I'll tell you the next thing. Uh, get seeds and water. Because crashing time is coming very soon. And I realized that because of the NASA bullshit. When you have this many rational people being like, Big Bear, we went to the moon. Because you're not going to get the stock market thing isn't going to tell you when the crash is coming. It's when you see the haunting. When you see people accept crazy lies. And listen, let's say we did go to the moon and I'm wrong. Oops. Big fucking deal. I'm not making claims about who did 9-11. There's vets right now that can't listen. Right now, that fireplace would drive some of my friends insane because of artillery they suffered in Afghanistan over a war from 9-11. I'm not out here pointing fingers because I don't have enough intel on that one. I'm talking about the fact that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin lied. NASA lied. A bunch of people worked there that were good people, yada, yada. There's 0.000% chance we went to the moon. I think Beyonce may be a hologram. I'm probably wrong. That's why I don't share those. I think Beyonce may be a cartoon hologram. Odds I'm right, 1%. That's why that isn't the one I go to the fence on. All right, let's call Dave. Uh, let's make sure everybody's here. Wow, over a thousand people on a random afternoon. That's that's amazing. There's no trolls here. I know because I'm not. Um, it's it's a random day. We just kind of. I love when when chats are at like a thousand people. That's like the the ideal number is a thousand. Between five hundred and a thousand, up to fifteen hundred is cool, and then over two thousand. Like lately, it's been like thirty five hundred and stuff. Like I'll I'll get out of a, a live stream and I'll realize that twenty thousand people had watched. That's when things start getting wacky. And don't listen to trolls. A lot of them are AI bots. All right, so let's talk to, uh, to Dave. I'm calling him right now. Um, let me make sure this works. Bing, bing, bing. Are you there, bud? Hey, buddy. Yo. Yo, dude. What's going on? Dude, congrats, man. I'm so pumped. Uh, I'm so pumped about your uh, successes making life with your cock. Yeah, me too. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. Oh man, it's uh I don't even I don't even know where to start. It's like um it's kind of like a tornado. You know, it's 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 hard to describe and it's uh I'm very, very tired. Oh dude, um, that never stops. It's... You'll get jacked up soon though when you have to teach your kid about the Federal Reserve, but uh Well, uh, true story, <laughs> she's uh she's less than two weeks old and she spit up on my uh end the Fed t shirt, ah. which I think I think it was like, you know, like just just disgust at central planning. Oh, she's disgusted already. And yeah. I'm going to tell you something about your uh, life, your future life. It's going to be awesome because you married a great human being. And and like now that uh, I'm two kids in working on three, 
um, the mom that you choose is everything. Yeah. Because we just provide. They make them like good people. Yeah, dude. I it Nothing makes you realize like how incredible women are uh, than going through this, this experience. And I, I feel like a lot of the same stuff that you kind of always said that I, I'm now realizing how true it was. But it's like I can't recommend having kids highly enough. But you have to you have to find the right woman uh, to do it with. And and Lauren's just like the greatest human being I've ever met. She's incredible. I'm like, amazing. she's she's my hero. It's it's amazing how much it like um, after actually being there and watching your, your wife deliver, how, how much it changes what what your idea of a hero is. Yeah. From all these other things I, I was saying on my show, like, you know, us, like guys, we like to be like, you know, Michael Jordan played game six with the flu and led the Bulls to a championship. And you're like, oh, did you did you play basketball with a stuffed nose? Wow, that's incredible. Like I watched my wife go through 14 hours of labor. It's that's men are nothing. I know. And, it's like, and, your, and your wife also didn't get her father murdered because of gambling debt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I haven't told you that story yet, but I get I get your point about you, MJ. You get the point, yeah. Yo, I know. And, and now do you see my point about um, male feminism? Do you, do you kind of understand my spirals a little better where I'm like, male feminism is actually supporting women as they crush at being a mom. Like it all makes so much sense when you see it. And then you, it, it's like, you're going to get even more infuriated in six months to a year when you start seeing the bullshit and the lies and you realize that you have to bring up a human being in this world. I, I'm very excited because you're such a truthful person. I'm very excited to see uh, how you react to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I already feel a lot of that. I mean, and I also, you know, I have a girl, so it's like, you know, to, to be told because I take a political stance, like, um, you know, whatever, the, some of the just like basic stuff like, oh, okay, the, the gender pay gap is bullshit or something like yeah. that. And like, you hate women. And I'm sitting here like, you know, like, like you, you know how it is when you have a baby. I mean, you live every second of your day for that baby. It's yeah, exactly. like thing, th that changes real quick. All of a sudden you're like, your whole life is about this. And to just like, I, I mean, I'm so in love with my wife and my little girl that it's, it's, it just, it does change things. And, and you realize how much it's like the, 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 the twisted, perverted thing about feminism is that women are better than men. You, you, you guys really are incredible, but your incredible magical ability is to create life. And then be, like, it's unbelievable to watch. Lauren became a, an amazing mother five seconds after she had the baby. Like they snap into it. Like they just know what to do. It's unbelievable to watch. And yet you have this group that's supposedly pro women that celebrates everything except that. Dude, it's, it's so, it's like, it's as if you're like, wow, I'm all about eagles, but first we have to cut their wings off. It's <laughs> right. like, that's what they do. And I, dude, I feel so similar to that. It's like, I want to praise women so much more and our culture, uh, makes it so it makes you sound like a cock and you're, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're supporting this anti-male, just crazy society. And it's like, no, it's them being moms. How you described it, that's when you understand your servitude, like your service. Where it's like male yeah. he heroes are the ones that are like keeping your wife and kid warm and fed and happy and smiling and, uh, you know, a gun by the bed. And like, that's it. That's the deal. And, and there's incredible peace in it, you know? Yeah, no, ab absolutely. And it's, um, it, it, you, it, it makes you realize that everything. There's a reason why, and it gets completely twisted by like the state when they're sending 
people off to, you know, go die in, in bullshit wars. And, you know, God bless Donald Trump for, for what he just did in Syria and what he's going to do in Afghanistan, by the way. But it's like the, that whole the reason why they're able to propagandize these young men to go off to, to you know, to voluntarily enlist in, in the military, at least a big part of it, is that there is that thing in male. It's like the male sacrifice, like the idea that we need to protect our women and children. That is very deeply ingrained in every decent man. And, the, you know, like that's that's like kind of what our job is when it comes down to it. I know it'll make you even because you you've always been anti-war to a very noble degree. Cause I'm facing a little of that too. Cause I'm happy that we're pulling out of Syria. And uh, a lot of my friends are hardcore conservatives that are now uh, getting mad at me for some of these things. And I feel like you like uh, how both sides kind of hate me sometimes, you know, but yeah. Yeah. But you're going to see more of that as well. Like now that you understand the service, not that I'm saying you never did. I'm not trying to sound like, but I'm a little older than you. I got two kids, but uh, you'll see the manipulation of something beautiful and it'll drive you insane where it's like, when I saw the towers went down, my first instinct was to enlist in the military because right. I'm like, I want to kill whoever hurt us. And it's like, you'll see these wizards in Washington and Hollywood take something good. It's kind of like these little kids that want to uh, please their, their soy chugging, disgusting fathers. And they say they're trans when they're three because their dad wants to hear that. Little kids want to want to be like their dad. They want to please their dad. Men want to protect. And when you see that twisted, it, you're like, you are evil. And somebody in the chat real quick uh, said, uh, I don't like putting them on pedestals or what about our, pre this is one thing I'll also add. If you treat your woman like, like the woman she is, they will put you in a very high place in, in their world. And I know your wife does that with you. My wife does that with me. It's so ironic that if you acknowledge their just dominance with the life creation, homemaking, you know, sacrifice everything about women, they will look at you like a fucking knight in shining armor. It's hilarious. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm like, you know, it sounds like corny to say, but like I, Lauren is my queen and I'm her king. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. really like what our relationship is. And for all that stuff where I understand where you get turned off because there's all these weak men who, who try, you know, like the feminist ally types who try to just praise women. But that's that's bullshit. I'm not talking about just like putting them on a pedestal, like, um, you know, like trying to kiss their ass or something. No. I'm saying what you do is you become the man who you want to be. You become the hero in the movie and then they look at you like you're a king and then you treat them like a queen. That's the way that's the way to find like happiness. But, I, you know, I can tell you I've been through all different phases of this game of of being a dude. I know you have, too, where it's like I've, I've been like the comedian on the road who was single and like thrilled with the fact that he could get laid and stuff yeah. like that. It's nothing. You won't find a shred of the happiness until you follow that formula. And, and dudes like me and you know to not let them have an affair with the state where it's like, yeah, I think sometimes these women act so shitty and gross and disrespectful to their man and they go through divorce court and family court and just the twisted shit that I have heard from dudes about what evil women are capable of with their family. I think that's this parasitic relationship with the state is the father figure. The state is the husband. The state is the provider. And then they become this weird double agent where they can completely sabotage um, their own families. So do what me and Dave uh, have done. And just over the course of years, just brainwash your wives into knowing the state uh, is horrible. <laughs>
<laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And the, the weird thing about it is that they come in so it's like they undercut the value of men. So it by the way, it's all if you're if you're on welfare or you're relying on on any state laws about, you know, whatever, the, you know, alimony or child support or any of that stuff, what the whole system is built by men primarily, right? Feminists will be the first ones to tell you men are the ones who really, you know, there's more congressmen and and presidents and all this stuff, they're always men. Um, that men are writing rules that is backed up by the force of the police, other men with exactly. guns who, it's, who are extracting money primarily from men, and then they're giving it back to you. So you're still you still have other men kind of protecting you in a sense, but it's it's just done in this evil, corrupt way. And then they undercut the value of of you know like the the man that they would be with, and you're no longer like dependent on your husband for that stuff. And then the feminists, which is the most uh, disgusting part of it to me, is that instinct that we were talking about to sacrifice yourself to protect women they play on that i mean look at the the whole me too movement the reason why that that gets so much traction is because for people who aren't paying attention and aren't more well informed their men's instinct is to protect women and if a bunch of women come out and say hey women are being preyed upon all over the place men's instinct is to go like well let's fucking put that down right now oh yeah um, and of course there is some truth to it like with harvey weinstein and people like that I know, and here's another thing. Men need to protect women from themselves. It's like women in giant groups. And people like my wife, your wife, like a lot, like a, a very rational with it women know that how insane it becomes. Like if you get like, a, like my wife would be in like Facebook groups and there would be a tipping point where after, with a certain amount of women, they became like banshee psycho, like passive aggressive, like Game of Thrones psychos. And it's like, that's why, you know, is all the criticisms I have for like Islam and stuff. It's like those dudes, I would never support anything that they do to women at all. But the one thing they do get is they're like, don't let all the women constantly decide everything. Cause they'll get to a point where they're like, why is no one protecting us? Why do we let in all the Somalians? Why is nobody have a fire or food? And it's like, They'll look to another group of guys to protect them because that's what they do. They almost have pathological empathy because they're good at uh, uh, dealing with babies and they need a dude to right. be like, no, we can't do that right now. Like, you know, winter's coming. <laughs> yeah. And then that's kind of like that. Right. Like that, that it really is. And you see it once your, your wife has like a little infant where you're like, oh, all of this stuff, all, all of the things about women, they're, they're um, kind of like, um, hormones, uh, emotional driven decision-making, it all pays off perfectly. It's like, oh, it all makes sense. It was for this. This is how we keep the species going. Because when you, when you have a little baby, I mean, it's just, it's incredibly demanding. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like, it's amazing. It's wonderful, but it's incredibly demanding. You've got this little, you know, like ball of, of cuteness that just is demanding 24 hours a day, doesn't contribute anything to, to the household, just needs you to, to give them love. And, and, and they yell at you. Yeah. Like when you do something wrong, this little thing just yells at you like you're doing wrong. And you have to have a tremendous capacity for love and and to be caring. You can't ha at all have this kind of like, you know, well, you got to chip in too, or you you can't have any of that. And that's why the man's role is to to be the ones who are like, oh, okay, but like, you know, like if you think about like the immigration situation where it's like, well, you know, if, if four homeless people show up at my house and they want to crash for the night, it's like, no, you can't go. Exactly. And I'll shoot you if you try to come in. Yeah, like I'll be, uh, you know, du dudes, can look at like national protection and down the road economic stuff like that 
I had a funny uh, interaction with Amy where I was like spiraling about the moon landing. And, uh, and I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, I'm just trying to get dinner ready. And I remember being like, that's everything. Like you just like my job, like I suck at making things feel warm and all that stuff. Um, I can't keep babies alive if it was just, I mean, I could, if I focused hard, but I'm like bringing in, uh, income and protection and she's making people. And it's like, yeah. and, and the state does cuck men. It cucks men hard and it makes uh, women. That's what, what, what you were talking about, how the state will take money from men with men and give it to women. Like not only are they not independent, they're by far the most subservient to men of any women are the one that these single moms are uh, completely supported by all these men with guns. It's such an irony that it brings people into this upside down world that I'm so glad you're out of. Do, uh, well, you're never in in it, but someone just said props to Dave for being an anti-war Jew. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, I mean, look, man, there's there's a lot of truth to that point, even though I know it's kind of said in jest, but it's it's been pretty unbelievable to me to sit here and watch um, you know, the mainstream media talk about how Trump is now beholden to, to Putin because he did what Putin wants by pulling out of Syria. And, they, you know, to have this long conversation about foreign influence on, on U.S. foreign policy, and it's like, really, nobody's going to bring Israel up. We just don't talk about that as if, I mean, come on, man, like Israel, Saudi Arabia, that's, that's who we're fighting all these wars on behalf of. And um, so anyway, so yeah, I appreciate phrase, that. Comment. Uh, uh, listen for the dog that isn't barking. Right. You know, like sometimes when, when people leave things out and, and you're so, like, uh, like my stance on Israel is I'm supportive of the, its existence because without, if I wasn't, I'd be a hypocrite to America's existence. I'm very close to the Israelis. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact no one can question, you know, certain fundings and, and, you know, fighting some of these wars, it's like, the lack of pushback on that, especially from the liberals, and I'm understanding that the liberals just want, were promoting communism. Like their whole anti-war stance was total bullshit. They yeah. just didn't want us to fight commies. Like all their like anti-Vietnam, anti-Korea, all that stuff, it's bullshit. Like now they want us to stay forever in every country killing everybody. Well, seeing like, uh, like Mia Farrow and like these other people tweeting furious that Donald Trump is bringing troops home. You talk about, I love, I love that term. You said an upside down world, but that's really amazing where they're like, they're like, uh, you have these sixties flower children who are like general mad dog Mattis stepped down. I, I, this is outrageous. And you know, we can't be ending a war. God, oh my God. For the first time in my adult lifetime, a U.S. president is actually flirting with the idea of ending a war. What, what an amazing, uh, an amazing, you know, think about it for a second, man, how disgusting this shit is that, this is the first defense secretary I've seen step down over a military action. George W. Bush invaded a sovereign country, destroyed the nation based on lies, instituted torture. You know what I mean? Obama started four more wars, destroyed nations, wars of genocide. No one steps down over that. But but Donald Trump brought a few thousand troops home. We get, oh, my God, the evil. We, we get a few thousand more of those beautiful videos where some troop is reunited with their, their family. Like, how, how horrible? Dude, I can't. I can't stop laughing thinking about, like, Richard, like Richard Gere and Mia Farrow, like, tweeting, like, kill those sand niggers. You know, it's like they've completely reversed. And, and yeah. they hold their virtue with, like, political correctness and that they're ending poverty and non-existent problems. It's just... 
like once you see through it though, it's, it doesn't give you anxiety. Like some people would be like, Oh, I'm worried about you, big bear. Like you seem so stressed. I'm like, I've never been more mellow because it's like, once you see it for what it is, you can actually prepare and you can actually have clear thoughts. I have friends that think we should stay. And if I trust their motivations because they were in the military, they want some, that's fine. But it's these people that would never serve and they don't know shit. And it's just their, their interest. And, and those are the people that I'm like, I'm not listening to you anymore, man. You're just a coward in a fucking armchair who wants blood, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, and it's, um, it, it's just the, the thing that's so frustrating to me about, about the left is that they're like what you were saying before. That's supposed, even if there are a whole lot of them, and you're right that it was always just, and it's been exposed more and more lately that the anti-war stuff was always just a way to oppose Western capitalism, you know, and, and stuff like that. Be anti-America, um, because you never see them, you know, go, you know, flipping out about like the, the communists who are imperialist, but, um. But the the whole point of the left is that they're supposed to be really anti-war, like they're the peace people, and they just get everything on economics wrong. And now they have they're even worse on economics than ever. And and now they're they're just cold warriors. Like they see Russia. Uh, this is their big talking point that oh, you know who's celebrating right now is Vladimir Putin. Like oh my god, so what? So who fucking cares? Who cares if Vladimir Putin well, celebrates? You know else, who else is celebrating? The he's families a, of all these troops. Right. He's, and and now Russia's Christian nationalist. That's why right. it's like, you know, I I hate communism. Like I think there there were the opposite on both. I think Vietnam was handled horribly, obviously, but it's like. They got the enemy wrong and they also have economics completely wrong. And I'm starting to realize that this whole like love is hate, tolerance, like apologies are submission, submissions are apologies. Like this is an upside down reality. And that's how Satanism is, like the occult. Like you see like Ariana Grande and shit, she has an upside down Christmas tree in her home. Like shit like this isn't conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat guys. It's people that literally live in the opposite. And then you read like Aleister Crowley and shit. And he tells people, like, read things backwards, like, walk back. It's all about the reversal of good. It, it's yeah. so fucking weird, but it's interesting times. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it, this stuff is like, you know, I don't know if any of us will ever get to the bottom of all of it. But no, no go, go look up uh, uh, Carol Quigley and, and what he wrote about. And then go look at the fact that Bill Clinton mentioned him in his inaugural, uh, inaugural address. Um, look, man, it, once you get somewhat aware and i think the war stuff is is a good place to start but once you get somewhat aware of how evil how truly evil the people who who run the the government is and who the elites and and, and like all these circles it, nothing is nothing ever you know once you see hillary clinton laughing about about muammar Gaddafi getting sodomized to death or you see the fact that right now in yemen in the poorest country in the middle east there are babies shitting and puking themselves to death because of, of a, a business decision that the U.S. makes. And then if somebody is, like, even if I don't necessarily agree with the conspiracy, when someone's like, oh, you know, the government, they, they took down the, the towers or something like right, that. Right. I'm, 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 I'm not like, oh, my too. God, they would never do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's in like, your boat. I'm not going to assign blame, but they're crazy to think that it's not possible for them to do yeah. like they're, they're Like to get the way these, these pyramids work of power is the more sociopathic and the better you are at keeping secrets, the higher you rise. That's the value at the top. And like Hillary Clinton killed like five people in like a week. I was just yeah. like looking up all this shit. It was like this one person was doing an expose on her. He like committed suicide on his birthday with a gun at the top of a mountain. 
Like the next day, some guy died on his bathroom floor in his sleep that was like saying something about Hillary and then Seth Rich. You're like, they're all like murderers. And then like all that shit came out about spirit cooking. And you're like, to see them be so aloof, like so like nonchalant where they're like, yeah, you know, we'll drink some blood and semen and then talk backwards. I mean, who doesn't do that? Donald Trump is a bigot racist homophobe. You're like, <laughs> no, you, no, normal people don't do cannibalistic rituals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, look, I'm I'm with you, man. And and then especially when you see the the media reaction to so much of this stuff, where it's like, okay, well, obviously you guys are full of shit too, and you're not actually trying to get into this. I mean, the the whole Pizzagate thing, at the very least, you'd think there would have been one mainstream reporter who was like, Hey, look, these these codes are really weird. So like what what the hell were you guys talking about? Because these are like really weird like uh codes that you're using, and they're kind of known for being pedophile codes so could you like clarify that but no one will even ask that question they just go you're crazy if you believe that you're evil if you believe that you can't even ask questions about this stuff and i i take a fairly agnostic approach to it like i don't know i I don't really know what was going on there but it sure does smell fishy and and the fact that no one's interested is is kind of a clue well and and that's another thing that that bringing it back to the fatherhood thing that once you have kids you start not bending the knee for nonsense likes on Facebook anymore because the stakes are so high. That Pizzagate stuff, it's like I was listening to uh, Reply All, which was like a um, super leftist um, tech podcast. I like the tech stuff. I don't like their politics. I don't like that they end every sentence like this. It's all up speak. But anyway, I, I was listening to it, and they were going through the Podesta emails, and even they by the end were like, where it's like, I'll take a pizza nice and young in a hot tub. And they're like, at first they're like, oh, I mean, I can't believe, I mean, the right wing is like going crazy about, the, and by the end they're like, is this about drugs? It, like, what is this? And it, cause it's like, the, the, they were talking in a way. And then when you see like the Pegasus stuff and that there was an underground tunnel to a living museum, a museum that has art that was never opened. This, this crazy guy, uh, Delafont or whatever, his name in French is Love of Infants. What is that guy's name? James Jem Delafont. I love infants. It's like right in plain sight. And it's like wow. kind of like what you're saying. I'm not going to say who did 9-11. I'm not going to say exactly what happened to Pizzagate. Something's going down and it's not a misunderstanding. Like, did you hear that news about Sasha Baron Cohen? Like, um, no. So he's doing his his prank. He's doing, I sound like an old person, like, what are you doing your skits on tonight? He's doing his prank out there. But he's doing his, like, uh, his shit, and he's um, pretending that he raped an eight-year-old in Vegas, and he needed help covering it with a concierge. And he was going to be this wacky guy, and the concierge was supposed to be the straight man. And the concierge was like, all right, well, we, we can drown him. Like, and then Sasha stays in character. There's one reason why I don't think the guy's evil, because Hillary Clinton would know not to do the bit, because the concierge has already killed some kids for it, you know? But anyway, so, so he's like, well, I just want, you know, um, a lover. And, and the guy was like, how old? And he's like, you know, younger than bar mitzvah. And they laugh. And the guy's like, I can get that done. You know, I've serviced a lot of billionaires and politicians. And it was at this real ritzy Vegas uh, hotel. And bear in mind, Vegas, I wasn't allowed to perform at several theaters. I just had to perform in a middle school gym because I'm um, a bad person to them. But um, 
that is now news, but but they gave it to the FBI and the FBI isn't investigating. And the FBI is like, yeah, we uh, we watched the tapes and uh, it all checks out. You know, it turns out that everything's a joke and uh, check out Amy Schumer. And like they admitted to a giant pedophile ring on camera. Like it, it the fact that they were he was willing to like help the guy hide the body after he raped an eight year old. It's like. And then they wouldn't show the, they wouldn't put it on the show. I think he should have put it on a show. I yeah. but see, but see, that's the thing is the people in charge of all this are all part of it. Like the FBI yeah. is part of it. The networks are part of it. You think like wherever his show is, they're going to be like, yeah, let's really help these people. They're all like, oh shit, Dave, the concierge. I don't want to get him in trouble. He brings me kids. Like the evil is so bad that like, I don't, I don't listen to shit anymore. Like when someone's like, Hey, you know, I'm really worried about you thinking that we might not have went to the moon. I'm like, dude, just stop. Like, fucking stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, look, I, I agree with you. I mean, look, the more I've uh, uh, studied and, and looked into the the way the elites in this country uh, run things and, and how their circles are, the more it, it's like you can't overstate it. It's not that they're wrong or that they they ha- they get they mess things up. They are a biblical level of evil. Yes. It's really, really evil shit. And that's what brought me back to God was the existence of such clear evil. Like Mm -hmm. you see the devil a lot easier, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. like, cause it's pointless evil. It's not evil. It's not killing a man for bread. It's destroying children to make yourself feel tingly with like it's, it's horror. And it's like, um, I'm not even it's, well. Look, I mean, it, look, just just to go back for for a second on on the Syria thing. I mean, what what Obama did in Syria, and this is not a. I mean, John Kerry was secretly recorded on on tape. You can go Google this and find it. They they this is what Donald Trump used to say that everyone made fun of during the campaign that Obama created ISIS. They create they armed and funded Al Qaeda. I mean, you know, they'll talk about they'll throw the the word treason out there all the time. And and I, I'm not like some conservative praise the military, you know, but but th- that is straight up treason. Yeah. Obama sided with Al Qaeda, who killed thousands of Americans, the butchers of New York City. I mean, they they sided with these guys because they thought it would help their strategic uh, uh, global power move of taking down Assad. Because for whatever reason, they want to put pressure on Iran and throw out the the kind of Shiite Sunni balance in the region. So they just sided. Like that's what these guys will do. I mean, just that, the fact that they'll, they'll start, Barack Obama said, this is his quote, just Google Obama placate the Saudis. Obama started the war in Yemen to placate the Saudis. So children are starving to death to this day because he wanted to placate the Saudis. I mean, like somebody who will do that and the circles of people who push him into doing that, what are they, what are they not capable of? They're, they're, exactly. Like they think it's funny. Like they like it. They they get like sad when it's not happening. And that's one reason why I think we just took out ISIS so quickly with Trump and, you know, much love US military and all the brave men and women, you know, but we just stopped funding them. It's like, yeah. that's why they fucking hate Trump. It's like, well, how'd you take down ISIS? It's like, well, we stopped giving them pallets of cash. Be like, but it's a different yeah. Al-Qaeda, different ISIS. It's like, no, it's the same guys of 9-11. Um, yeah, we gave them pallets and pallets of cash while you're like, my health insurance is $1,600 a month. I'm still against socialism. 
Uh, but it's like, well, we have this. And I don't want any of their fucking pallets of fake cash. But it's like, they're funding ISIS. And, they, and, and then you have these conservative talk show hosts that I won't, you know, you, everyone knows who they are. I'm not going to get whatever. But it's like when they're like, uh, yeah, I mean, fucking the gas attack is clearly Assad. And these babies, obviously Assad didn't do the gas attack. Why the fuck oh, would so he do obvious. that? It was like there's no motivation to do that. And it's like you're going to start another war where my opener, Eric Nimmer, can't open for me anymore because he'll have to go fucking take bullets in his asshole. Well, these people just yep. go like, well, logically, it makes no sense. But, I mean, we have to go kill everybody. It's like, fuck you. And people that think I'm just, I'm going to be like uh, Mr. Go along with shit to, to keep my, my team happy. I'm not a team guy. It's like comics, how we are supposed to be is just – people saying what's going down it's like i can't keep secrets like that i can't i can be like nice i can like curb my rage about certain things but like i'm not gonna be like oh yeah that that genocide of children was definitely a sod this he's a piece of shit but he, at least he doesn't have a giant beard at least he's secular and it's like oh yeah we don't get to topple everybody all the time like that isn't in the fucking de- the the playbook and he is a piece of shit, but he's not as bad a piece of shit as Saddam Hussein or Muammar Gaddafi was. And we toppled them and destroyed their entire nation. The people, the children that you're talking about, were way better off with them in power. And as far as the stuff you're talking about with um with supporting, th- this is what Trump did. So you just Google it if you want to. If anybody listening wants to look it up, it's Operation Timber Sycamore. This is what Obama started before Obama came in. And goes, oh, Assad's killing his own people. This was a bunch of bullshit. What happened was we decided we wanted to overthrow Assad. The CIA and the Saudis led a covert operation to fund the anti-Assad jihadist rebels, which we knew, as John Kerry admitted, we knew were primarily made up of what was then called al-Nusra, al-Qaeda in Iraq. And they split off and ended up becoming ISIS, but it was a bunch of the same people. And we funded them, and then Assad started putting that that uh, that down violently. And he did kill a lot innocent people in the process. But, you know, he was trying to avoid a death like Muammar Gaddafi. If you don't want to get beaten and, and sodomized to death in the streets, you'll probably do whatever you got to do. And then and then in 2017, Donald Trump ended the program. He ended the program to arm ISIS. And all of a sudden, ISIS started getting defeated. And the Russians and, and the Iranians and, and Hezbollah, they have a little bit to do with that, too. But this was a this was a great move by Donald Trump. And this is why ISIS, by the way, come on, do we really even have to think about this? Who do we care about? Who is a threat to the West, to America, to Europe? Who is it? Is it ISIS or Assad? Obviously, it's ISIS. They're the ones that we want taken out. So Donald Trump has done a very good job in Syria with the couple exceptions of bombing them after those obviously bullshit uh, Assad chemical attacks. But he just wants to show everybody how big our bombs were. He doesn't have the blood, the bloodthirst vampire (laughs) shit. Like some of these people do. He he does have ego and he's an alpha as fuck and all that. And he has weaknesses and he lies. But, I mean, that's politics. But he doesn't seem like he's like, must have Yemeni's babies. You know? No. And, um, and the way I view the Middle East is they almost act like those cokehead strippers that almost need a real fucked up boyfriend so they don't die of heroin. Where it's like, <laughs> like ever since, uh, like the Syrian Empire, I was just reading about it, where... Uh, they described it that the 1700 years of the most insane empire that they broke them to like tyranny. Like they broke the people to yoke where it's like, if anybody did a podcast about what was really going down, they're all dead. All their families dead heads off, you know? 
So you have a culture that literally is like, okay, we need just a real strong dude to fuck up anyone that fucks with us. And, and you get rid of those dudes. It's almost like what we talked about with women, where it's like, if you just let 50 women take over the government, you get Sweden. It's like, everybody's yeah. the same. Welcome. Oh, that's rape, but he's brown. No, you, you like, you, you, perfection's the enemy of the good. And it's like, are we really going to make the same fucking mistake we just made with all these people? And well, I mean, we've we, the the mistakes go. It, it's amazing because we'll just never learn the lesson, and a lot of that is because you know that people get like filthy rich off the military industrial complex, and war is a lot of money, not for the uh, citizens, but it certainly is for special interests. But look, I mean, Woodrow Wilson go go all the way back to the most evil president in American history, who who literally destroyed everything, gave us the Fed and the income tax and everything that's wrong with the country. He got us into World War One, and he said we were going to make the world safe for democracy. <laughs> and at the time, at the time, uh, there there was no democracy in Europe. I mean, it was monarchs all around, right? Like monarchs all across Europe. And after World War One, they all fell. All the monarchs fell. And by the time it was ready for World War Two. We were now dealing with Lenin, then Stalin, and the rise of Adolf Hitler. So the idea that we still haven't learned that even if somebody's not great, it can't get a whole lot worse is, I mean, it's, it's right there in front of us. This is, this is a cycle of history that's just repeating and repeating. And this is one thing that pisses me off is when you say stuff like this and people act like you don't support the military or soldiers or you're not willing to kill to, like, protect your family and your country, like, dudes like you that I listen to and the way I think I'm, I'm completely willing to die for my country, for my family to the point where I don't want to make these insane mistakes. I don't want to like get involved in wars that could come back and, and, and destroy us. And it's the pussy move to just kind of go along with everything you're fed. It's like, yeah. I have a rage problem sometimes. Like I'm a murderer who's never murdered anybody. So it's like, it's weird when people are like, Cause I like, you know, like pedophiles, man, I would get out of gu guillotine and just chop head after head after head. If it was, if, if rule of law ended and here's a warning to leftist SJWs who, who just continuously want to make everything postmodern and fucking meaningless. If cops go away and rule of law goes down, there's people with like a, a, a wish list, you know, uh, like hope that that doesn't completely break down because if we have no national cohesion and just the society we currently have, there's going to be some dudes just killing pedophiles in the streets. And then, and then, you know, a woman who was raped is like, well, I want to kill any man that had the same car, you know, and then you just start fucking killing everybody. It's not a lack of, of ability to hurt people. It's the responsibility that we can't live off the blood of innocent kids in other countries. It's, it's fucked up. And this is why I don't throw everything on like Israel and shit. It's because we're the dude, like our, our top military industrial complex is a fucking blood machine. And I support the military. I've been to the Middle East. I love the people that are willing to do that fucking horrifying job. But like they need blood. They need, you know, the, the tax dollars and bombs away and all this shit. And so when you got like Israel has got all these enemies over there, they're almost chomping at the bit like, Yo, you want us to fucking take out some nations? And Israel's like, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, and they're like, fuck yeah, like they, they, they need blood, and that's why I'm not gonna blame it on like all these countries, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's people that that would love our bombs and guns and shit, and we're just dying to fucking do it. You know, Eisenhower warned us about this shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and and there there almost should be a separation between. 
You know, in the same way, like the citizens and the state aren't the same thing. The the average act, active duty military member and the high ranking generals aren't the same thing either. Exactly. You know, and and a lot of these guys who who sign up do it because they're 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 simultaneously propagandized and um and just like bribed essentially into doing it and a lot of these kids a lot of these kids are kids who grow up in areas where they have they basically have very little opportunity and joining the military is one of the best opportunities for them and they get you know propagandized with a lot of this kind of like you're defending freedom and your country and and you know and then they they get tricked into a lot of this bullshit like the, the most military guys who went over and fought for syria were not like yeah we're gonna go fight for isis or we're gonna fight for al-qaeda that's not what they were going there for also just real quick to mention in in 2008 and 2012 ron paul got more money from active duty military members than every other candidate combined combined exactly. so they were all flooding their money into the anti-war guy like these are people who are like we're ready to fight and die for freedom but please don't send us over there unless we need to do it. Um, and, and just to tie it back to what you were saying before about about being a father, like one of the things, the thing that really probably the, the biggest thing that I, I learned about myself from from having a baby, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this too, is that you you kind of immediately realize the capacity for love that you have and the capacity for evil that yep. you have. Yep. Like I, I realize I love my daughter more than I ever thought I could love anyone. I love my wife more than I ever realized I could love her after all of this. I also realized what I could do to somebody who threatened my daughter. Exactly. And forget this like dying for a country or any of that shit. I will literally rip someone's heart out and eat it in front of them like a Syrian rebel uh, <laughs> if they threaten my daughter. Yeah, wars, um, aren't, wars aren't fought over hate. They're fought over love. And it's, and yeah. it's distorted – Love protection. And here's the thing about people that, that can criticize dudes like us and be like, oh, don't go after the, you know, the soldiers and stuff. One of the reasons I have this opinion is because one of my best friends in Saranac Lake was a D1 baseball player who's just so committed to America and fighting, became a really incredible sniper. Afghanistan served just killing tons of people. Uh, shit went AWOL. Things got dark and gray and no right and wrong and total upside down. And they realized that uh, they were shipping out heroin from all this Afghan poppy fields and shit. And he died basically at my fire with a fucking needle in his arm. So it's like when these people try in front on me, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And it's like, how do you not support? Our it's like, I love the troops so much that I don't want them to come home with moral injuries to the point where it's like, you know, because we didn't have the same amount of PTSD after World War II or, or, or like a war where there's a defined problem, even though there's a lot of backstory to that one as well. But it's like when you're securing, like Nimmer was telling me, like when you have to secure the area after, like you go in, you know, you got to kill, you got to kill, and then you have to secure it. And then you see the kids and then you smell the body and then you see the shit in their pants. And it's like, it gets fucking real. And when you're dealing with people that have to come back and, and, operate in society and and how important comedy is for these people and health and family and all this stuff they're taking from us it's like i live for these people and and it's out of love and what you just said it's like your capacity for love is what motivates being able to speak uncomfortable truths and i don't know if we need a thousand people security force to help kurds or anything all i know is war isn't our fucking export like we gotta yeah. we gotta pull that back and it has to start culturally 
Yeah, no, I, look, I, I completely agree. And luckily, that is kind of happening. I mean, it's like, it's it's still the biggest political shift in, in my lifetime. It doesn't get talked about nearly enough. But the fact that Donald Trump won the Republican nomination, that he went into South Carolina and stood on the debate stage and said, George W. Bush lied us into war. We need to not fight these wars. We're wasting our precious lives and we're wa wasting trillions of dollars. And he convinced the Republican base like this would have been unthinkable 10, 15 years before that. And th that's amazing. And you would think, I mean, it really like this is the way I say upside down world where it's like, look, man, there's a lot of things about Donald Trump that I don't love. Like Ron Paul was my guy. That's the politician I loved. He was like a country doctor who's been married to the same woman for 50 something years. And he's just like the, the, the like a true gentleman and statesman. You know what I mean? Like that's that's more my style for what I'd want in a leader than a Donald Trump type guy. I, I do think it's kind of sleazy that he was like cheating on his wife when she just had their, their kid. You know, I mean, like there, there's and, and I don't like a lot of things about Donald Trump. But Donald Trump just in the last month has has announced ending a war, he's flirting with ending another war, and he announced that this prison reform bill, where we're going to ease up on locking people up for nonviolent crimes and letting some of them out of prison, and for that, these left-wing 60s flower children want him thrown in jail. Dude, it's, it's wild, like, man. This is just insanity. It's total insanity, and I think, fortunately, people are definitely waking up to it, and I think if, if Hillary was elected, we'd be at war with a nuclear... <laughs> superpower right now russia they wanted russia they wanted yeah. they, they want to ram dude like she was gonna do some shit that was gonna be like apocalyptic she, you know all right someone just wrote excited you're having new uh dad dave smith on loved his first episode after the birth great to hear you guys talk about being strong dads and husbands shout out uh because today's amy's birthday someone just wrote a drink for my birthday buddy Amy, you can drink uh, it for her if she's still breastfeeding. Well, we like to get our baby a little fucked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got some really good comments. Like, I, I think a lot of the people that are in the bare feet uh, listen to your show. So tell me what's new. Let's uh, let's talk about um, you know, Gas Digital. How's Louis J. Gomez? Like, tell me about uh, your life. Like, uh, you touring? You doing new stuff? Talk to me. I'm uh, I'm I'm taking like at least the next month off of doing road stuff, just staying home, like with Lauren and the baby for a little bit. But I'll be I'll be back on the road again this year. And my, my plan is to put out another another uh, special by by the end of the year. So I'm kind of like starting the beginning of like trying to get that stuff together. Lewis is doing good. Everyone at Gas Digital Network is doing good. Lewis uh, just recorded an hour special that's going to be out in the next couple months, and that'll be available at GasDigitalNetwork.com as well. So everyone's good, man. Wait, yeah. I, I miss you since you've been out on the West Coast. And happy too, birthday man. to Amy. I will. Yeah, I was just uh, in the intro to you earlier. I was like, in this upside down world, some of the most moral, good hearted people I know are on a podcast called Legion of Skanks. <laughs> you know, and then you turn on mainstream media of like national world today. Hi, my name is. And he's just like, we need blood and sodomy. You know, and then you turn on Legions of Skanks and it's like you guys will stand up for the under. You know, it's it's crude comedy, but it's like morally it checks out and i've always been a big yeah. fan of all you guys well it's so that's been a thing that's like really weird to me man like it's I've, I've i've gone through that with a few different people who are good friends of mine and, and like you're one of them where like people will try to demonize you and make you out to be this like evil guy and i'm like you, uh, it, it's really amazing that, like you're, you're telling me this guy who's like a family man 
who's like a, a big, you know, teddy bear. Like th- this is the guy who you think, I mean, Gavin McInnes is another one where, you know, Gavin's a little like nutty and he's the guy who, who can be a, a bit abrasive, but the idea that he's like some evil Nazi or something like that, there's a, a guy with mixed race kids in, in an yeah. interracial marriage. It, it's just, it's so, it's so weird, man. I know. And, and much respect to you for uh, having my back in those times of chaos, because I was actually doing pretty cool. Um, I mean, I was being deplatformed and annihilated, but a lot of people can't see through the haze. And you were one of the only people that on your podcast had my back and it'll age well because we weren't wrong. And, uh, I remember you said something funny about, uh, how I was like the sex pistols of deplatforming. And when you guys were (laughs) facing some of that stuff, you're like asking me advice about it. It's, it's, (laughs) it's pretty funny. And, and that's why I always have your back, uh, because, it's it the the silence was deafening, and then to see people, very few people came out straight up against me because they know I'm a pretty legitimate adversary. But like uh, that, I'm friends with or whatever it's called now. Um, but the silence, you know, the 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 soft unfollowing on social media, the distance, the you know, someone brings me up, they don't bring it up. You know, I'm, I, it was fascinating to watch, and it wasn't like it was just like watching just someone's balls getting taken right off their body. I just, I wasn't even like angry. I was fascinated by just seeing, it was almost like that scene of John Wick when, when that one dude makes like everyone stop in a, in a public square and just look at him, like just how people are just not in control of their own emotions. Yeah. And as, as you were, were getting at that stuff, uh, it, it doesn't age well, like momentary outrage just doesn't age well. I mean, even if you talk, talk about, I remember like, like kind of sticking up for Roseanne the day after that, that tweet came out and the day after people would be like, you're defending racism and all this and that. And now if you bring it up, it's like, everyone goes, Oh yeah. Did we ruin Roseanne over one tweet that we didn't like? But this is just ridiculous. It's too late now for Roseanne. I mean, she got annihilated. All these people are like, blood hearts and now even south park made fun of it when when santa was like where's mr hanky and they're like oh we kicked him out of, of south park and, and santa goes what did he like fuck a kid or something and and, he, and they go no offensive tweets and santa goes you guys are fucking crazy and he just like takes <laughs> off it's like looking back you got it sometimes like when i know i'm a fan of someone is when i can listen to shit two years earlier and it checks out. If you listen to CNN from a month ago, it, it <laughs> sounds like it's someone making a fairy tale about nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And and the it, it really is like, again, just more evidence of upside down world. But the idea that your your big crime was saying that you shouldn't pump hormones into five year olds. That this was that that this was actually considered an offensive thought, and and it's this weird like it it's this like public intimidation that 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 um, tyranny relies on because you know you know in in private in in our living rooms if we're being honest it's like what ninety five percent of people agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be at least a number like that. But it's it's people get intimidated out of like publicly publicly saying it. And I don't know whatever it is. I don't think there's anything noble about my uh, defensive view. I I don't know whatever it is. It always came very easy to me to to just stick up for my friends 
And I, like I'm, I'm a very just naturally loyal person. I've had yeah, this yeah. value since the second grade. It's not like something that I, I feel as well. And I just, I've seen too many people, like too many of my heroes, uh, as Murray Rothbard and Ron Paul and all these people who would take the most, the riskiest, most unpopular positions. And like to me, it's like that was always what made them awesome. That's what made me want to be like those guys. So it's just that, that this stuff's just easy to me. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll never. I don't know where my career, where my life will take me. But I'm never going to be the guy who sells out his fucking friend to to gain a little bit of temporary security. Yeah, you'll get even more like that as a dad, and and that's why I've always thought you were such a great dude. And so everyone uh, should follow, listen to his podcast. It uh, it's part of the problem in Legion of Skanks, and then Libertas on iTunes. He's working on a new one. If you want to riff jokes, let me know because uh, I love writing comedy with people. So if you ever have co- uh, concepts, hit me up. Um, and just everyone hit him up. Uh, I, I would hit him up on Twitter, but I'm banned because uh, I had too big of a following as a non-pedophile. Um, so, yeah, you know, hit him up. He's a great dad and uh, agree with him or not, but the dude's not lying. And that's what I love about the Bears is I guarantee there's some Bears right now. They're like, we got to stay in Syria, but the dude's not lying. So I like him a lot more than the liars because liars, you never know anything. Like they have nothing to offer. Like, all right. But um, much love, dude. I got to go to Nutcracker with my fam. Uh, The rest of the day is all Amy. But I really, really appreciate you doing this and coming on early. And uh, makes me so proud that you made life with that that famous cock of yours, bro. Well, thank you so much, brother. And uh, of course, anytime, man. It's an honor. And tell Amy I said happy birthday. I will, bro. All right. Talk soon. Later, bro. All right, guys. That was uh, Dave Smith, legend. Um, I got to go to Nutcracker. I I took that as long as I could. Uh, I took that. We need to stand up together. All right, sweet. I took that as long as I could with Dave because he's just such a fascinating guy, but I absolutely have to get out of here now. And uh, rest of the day is with uh, Amy. I I was with the kids all day while she got her nails did and stuff. And let me just tell you, man, you can call me a cuck all you want. Being a mom is a fucking difficult job. You're always managing. Someone's crying and pissing and shitting and you know, someone's happy, then set. It's so intense. So much love to moms, much love to my wife, Amy, Dave Smith, his new baby, his wonderful wife. And um, even though it sounded like we we're being like negative about war stuff, this is how you can talk when you're actually full of love, ironically, is um, you can identify problems, try and figure it out. This whole no one bring up anything and everyone get on opioids, that's society death. I'm hopeful, dude. I think life is fucking awesome. So much love, Bears. Please hit the like button and share it. And, uh, you know, stay hydrated.